explain it. Like you actually made it work for the main character and it wasn't just like the world's ending. We got to do something. It was like, no, Miles, this whole world is his dad. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. Yes, welcome. It's uh, we had to bring a little bit of extra energy uh, yes, because it is going to be the Brian and Doug show today. Uh, yes. Marcus has an insane story about how he had to take a flight from New Orleans back to Vermilion and it didn't get in until like, what did he say, like two o'clock in the morning? Y- yeah, I that travel schedule, I would be dead on my feet. So I would he's be- resting. I would be absolutely dead on my feet. So he yeah. is. Cheers. A cheers to Marcus for making it through that crazy travel schedule. But we're happy yeah. to be here. Uh, yes. A real real quick spoiler alert. We are going to talk into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yes. Roman. Yes. Why? why? Like, why? why Roman. Why, why do you, gotta, why do, you on, do that man. right away? Um, Come on. But. Yeah, so we're going to talk Across the Spider-Verse, part one, and so we're going to get into that. So if you haven't seen that yet, we might also talk a little season finale of Ted Lasso. We'll just see what's up. We might talk a little bit of everything We're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. But more importantly, Brian, how are you, sir? Hello. You know what? I'm feeling good. I've been thinking about Across the Spider-Verse for days now we saw it on saturday and i just i keep thinking about it so i'm very excited to get into this movie i i i there's so much to talk about here and i'm gonna i can tell i'm already gonna devour it like the first one like i've seen the first one dozens of times and partly that's because my then three-year-old son that was like the only movie he would watch it was either that or moana which make of that what you will uh, the year was 2019, okay. and that's what we were doing. And that's uh, very true. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm imagining I'm also going to watch this on repeat like a ton of times. Um, I'll share oh, a fun story yeah. about Liam in a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. I am still being a little taken off guard that we're in summer weather, and I forget that it like the summer weather zaps uh-huh. my energy, and I'm still oh, like, does it ever? Oh my gosh. And I'm still like getting that stamina back because man, it hit 7 yeah. PM and I'm like, I don't want to move. <laughs> I've just I forgot. I forgot how damp I was going to be all the time. Just with the <laughs> I mean, level it's... of mm-hmm. level of sweat that just mm-hmm. leaves my yes. body. And I'm like, yes, how, why is my entire back wet? It's like, Oh, I did any physical activity yeah. Oh, at yeah. all outside. And right. And that's where I'm at. So, yes, I no, absolutely agree with that, Brian. I'm exactly the same way. Like it even it even compounds into like what I'm choosing to wear that day because it's like, oh, oh I kind of yeah. like that T-shirt. Nope, not going to do it because it's going to be gross by the end of the day. I, I'm going to take take oh, a hard pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hard pass. Or you got to switch. So. You got to switch shirts depending on what you did. Like, hey, oh did you just take like a light walk around the block. <laughs> well, time to change shirts because I, that's a whole yo, thing now. I, I push my 18 month year old in the stroller and it's like, well, well uh-huh. I'm, I have a funk now, but I, we went for yep. a walk. So everybody clapped. anything major, but now I smell. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Yep. But yep. Uh, how are, how are you, Doug? 
uh, good, uh, damp. Um, yeah, of but course. No, I, of yeah, course. besides uh, being you... just a general glisten around the world for me. <laughs> um, doing well, doing well. Okay. Uh, didn't really get into a lot. I feel like I had a low-key weekend, um, okay. which was appreciated. Um, was able to do a little bit of yard work, but for the most part... Okay. Took it easy okay. outside. You weren't uh, in, shoveling six tons of gravel. I was not shoveling <laughs> eighteen tons of gravel. Or it's eighteen. Uh, no, it was only it was only like eight or so, but still, it was a lot. Um, yeah. So didn't do that. Um, yeah, man, went to the pool. That's the best part, though. I will say about summer oh, weather yeah. is that the Vermilion Public Pool is nice. awesome. Shout out to Vermilion Public pool parks and rec yes. for running a good operation over there um so that's been a lot of fun Excellent. we all are so are in this we had a moment with harper this weekend that was a very okay. funny weekend but it was a reminder all of right. a, a moment as a parent and, and brian i'm sure you can relate where they yeah they start me. to em, they start to emulate you like just oh. a little bit mm-hmm. and you're like mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. uh so yep. i got reminded that i need to watch how i say things so Harrison and Harper were having a squabble. That's just <laughs> things that happen when you have two of no them. No way. Kids do that? I'm shocked. Kids, believe it or not, everybody. they I'm, I'm here to report. They do that. Um, and Harrison went to his, his bedroom. Now, okay. we've told our kids that when they want to play, um, they go to their, like, if they want to play by themselves, they can go. Yeah. To, that's like their bastion. Like, brother, sister, yeah. father, you there. That's your space. Yes. Sometimes, yes. Gotta have it. Um. So anyway, he he shuts his bedroom door. Okay. Goes up and she's mad that he like shut the door. She's like, open this fucking door. <laughs> <coughs> oh, like, wow. We're doing that oh. now. Brittany and I, we had this moment because I was like, uh, to, to Roman's comment in the chat, like oh, I was geez. making dinner and... <laughs> I kind of looked at Brittany and Brittany was sitting at the table. She goes, did she just say fucking? And I'm like, I think she did. I think she did. And so we just tried to like not make a big deal out of it because we know that like if you make a big deal, they're just inclined to do it again. But it was hysterical. Like it took every inch to not like pour out cackling. Um, And you know what? Brittany and I are both like, technically you used it right. But don't like yeah. don't yeah. not something you want to repeat. So that was the highlight right. of, of my weekend. Wow. That. Yeah. Having having your little kiddo drop the F bomb appropriately is for the first amazing. time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, time. that's an achievement. That's an it achievement. Is. I was pretty. Oh, proud. my gosh. Pretty, OK. Pretty proud and simultaneously like horrified. <laughs> She's just been on another level these days. She gives I mean... us these like I'm watching you eyes all the time. Oh. Like she'll look at us and she'll be like, hey, dad. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, why don't please don't. I don't know what I did to anger. <laughs> I have enough you. going on. Like, I'm <laughs> just trying to live my life. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got. Um, right. I dig but, it. And to Roman's comment, I made some kick ass chicken mole with rice this weekend. Ooh, it was very oh, that very sounds delicious. delectable. It was indeed. Now, <laughs> Brian. We yeah. have to play a game called Catch That Quotable, but we don't have the silky sounds of Marcus J. <sighs> don't. So we don't. are you prepared? Are you prepared to pick it up or do you need me to? Uh, I'm ready to do a the crazies here. Uh, just picking okay. it out. Some, from okay. some random dialogue. I'm ready. I got my Nick Cage hand okay. thing Perfect. here. We're ready. We're ready. Perfect. Well, then we're going to play Catch That Quotable. All right, Catch let's go. That 
not the silky yeah. sounds of Marcus J. You the the awkward sounds attempted. of Doug Wagner. Um, attempted. Yeah. It is. Brian, are you ready for this week's quote? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Hit me. G- Hit me. Jesus Christ, my savior. If you help me out with this one, I promise to stop cheating on my wife with black guys. Amen. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that one more time. Uh, oh, no. Jesus Christ, my savior. If you help me out with this one, I promise to stop cheating on my wife with black guys. Amen. And I'm going to start the cut timer on my watch because Marcus oh, usually yeah. has that on his computer. So, oh, Brian, we're into our minute. We are into our minute. Okay. Um, I have nothing. Uh, I, I this, am. This nothing. feels like it could be something like, uh, like this is the end or Ted. It right. feels like that style comedy for sure. Right. I, I feel like this could also just be like a one liner throwaway gag. And uh-huh. like, that's very much what this feels like. Uh, like it's definitely not main character energy. No, it's definitely like wacky side character, like trying yep. to get a laugh energy. Uh, yep. but it's not, got, it's not a Judd Apatow. So it's, it's I feel not. like we got to go back a little bit. Yep. It's uh, we got I'm 20 going, seconds. Yeah, I'm going process I, of elimination way too slow. Go ahead. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Ted just because this feels like right. it could be something um, like that. I'm going to go with dogma because it just it feels like that kind of out there movie. OK, uh, okay. I'm not confident. Low I confidence also, here. Oh, that's time. I am also not confident. So let's uh, let's see yep. what we got. So I'm yep. going to enter this All in right. and see what we have. Put that in the Google, and I can't wait for your I love for my for Google, cookies. I love, I love that my Google – oh, uh, this is from – we were both wrong. It's a comedy, and it's a throwaway line, Sports movie. but we both got it wrong. Uh, what, what Brian, it? this is from The Longest Yard. Oh, with Ad- the Adam Sandler longest yard. We do have to specify the Adam Sandler longest yard. Well, our you know our assessment was correct. We, we were just close. The we were movie. in the same neighborhood at the yeah. wrong house. That I went too far back. I went too far back, and, and I and... went not far <laughs> enough back. So that's how we both missed it. That was a you good were poll. In the, you were in the you were in the five forties of the house address. <laughs> I was in the you know eleven oh sixes, and we just same side I of the mean, street, wrong house. Hey, at least we had the even number. We had That's an true. even number. We, were we at knew least there was one the in same there. side of the street. You know, we knew that there was an even number. Um, well, fantastic, <laughs> uh, Brian. <laughs> yes, yes. Anything, and again, we wouldn't have gotten this right. I don't know if Marcus would have gotten this. I don't want to throw shade, but I don't know if Marcus would have gotten it because it's a very throwaway. I mean, it was one of the I don't know. I feel like Marcus has like a very deep knowledge. Now he can come correct me when he comes back on the pod. But like, I feel like he has a very Mm -hmm. deep knowledge of movies that were on TNT and TBS between like 2005 and like 2012. And I feel like this was one of those movies. Maybe it was on FX or whatever. He's got a good he's got a good roster of knowledge for that. So like I wouldn't root it against him. But it also depends on if this movie was on repeat, you know. However, Roman (laughs) also has no faith in Marcus. Like saying Marcus probably wouldn't have gotten it either. So That's a bold stance. He's gonna come back wow. on here. All we're doing is poking the bear. Like he's gonna. Well, yep. He probably would have butterscotch showed it. We got Chris so. Schultz in the chat um, here saying he would have butterscotch soda it. So I mean, which is I'm very happy we have that 
term here on this podca- podcast. It's uh, my favorite term. Milkshake. It's my Thank favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite term. It's my favorite. I know term. that we'll never get Karen uh, Gillen on the show, but if we ever do, I'm going to be like, tell us about working on butterscotch soda. And she's going to look at us like we should be like, do you mean gunpowder milkshake? Exactly. <laughs> Same thing, right? Yeah. So. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I oh, meant, he, he would have got it. Would have. Not wouldn't have. Um, I was ready to just throw Roman under the bus with us. Um, so apologies. Apologies. Well, for Marcus, you, you probably would have. You probably would have whenever yeah. you listen to this. Yep. Uh, Brian, before <laughs> yeah. we get into Across the Spider-Verse, this is our whole energy is just oh, is bizarre yeah. today. It um, is. Before we get Always. into Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Anything that you all have to report on, anything crazy that you've seen out of the news of Hollywood Look, that you wanted to touch on? Yes. Uh, I know that this is very low-hanging fruit, but for some reason, we are following the Fast and Furious beat here. And it's, there was a, a weird beat, but we are. It, it's a very weird beat, um, but I do feel like we need to address it. Um, but essentially, uh, the, the news came out earlier last week, and I'm going to find my source here. But essentially, we found out that the uh, the move the uh, Fast X had this end credit scene with uh-huh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh-huh. and uh, essentially, it, the news came out that Dwayne Johnson's going to have his own Fast X type movie, a separate, completely from Fast X. It's going to be like Fast X. Point five, essentially. Um, that is what the news, that is how they're planning this movie. And I needed to bring this up because I think it's even like the Lion King more, one and a half. <laughs> it's just the, the way these movies are progressing, it's just like more bonkers the longer it gets. And like it's so, it, there's, it's such a joke at this point that I feel like they're like, no, like we, they need us, they need to take us seriously. You know how we do that? make a whole yeah. separate movie and we just we try to make our own trilogy with Dwayne Johnson's movie being The Empire Strikes Back. That's yes. how we do this. That's how we do this and I I don't understand. This I don't feels, understand. This feels like it's going to be this feels like it's going to be the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern <laughs> are dead of the Fast X franchise. Like it's yes. it's set in the same world but it's not relate directly related i well and it's it's a spin-off but like the the Uh rap is saying that it's not hobbs and shaw um this is this is where this is where i saw it um also dwayne johnson shared this directly um so okay (laughs) but yeah and so essentially it's gonna set up fast x part two so now I don't know, is Fast X the start of the trilogy or is this like the second in the trilogy and then the Rocks spinoff is like DLC and then we get Fast <laughs> X part two and then I just I, like it's so confusing. I don't even know if this is even part of the final trilogy. Yeah, this is weird, man. Like, I don't I don't know what this is. I'm also yeah. curious if this is a like a oh, you thought it was the Bible. Yeah, it's not because they're going to go off and do like it's I, I'm very curious to see if we continue to get the allegories yeah. that are bu- built in there. Probably not. But there's a part of me that really hopes that we do. But this is this is gobbledygook. Like, I don't I don't understand. Yeah. You build this. Excuse me. You build this as a. 
as a right. three part process. Yes. Fast X 11, yes. 12. Right. I don't understand now. Like, is there now, is it fast X? And like, to your point, is it fast 10.1 <laughs> or is it fast 10.5? And then we'll get an 11 and that's it. I mean, like, this is insane. I know I already used a video game joke, but it's so ripe. I have to go back to it. Like it really feels like when a when a company's like, "Oh, people really like this." Okay, well, you can get the DL. It's it's like a whole new game, but it's from the perspective of this other character. It's oh, the same game, shit. but what was it's it's just a different character, and you have to play through like the same things. But like you're seeing the main events from yep. like afar, so you're like. Oh man, that spaceship crashed. I remember yep. doing that. Well, now I get to see it being on this hill, and you and you're like, this is something, I guess. Um, I don't know. And in his tweet, so I I found this through Dwayne Johnson's direct t- Twitter. He said he put the pat. They put him and Vin put the past behind them, and that is code okay. to me that hey, hey, Vin. So I know we had our troubles, but look, Black Adam. That's a non-starter. I'm happy to come back and juice your franchise. Yeah. Just give me my own movie and we yeah. can just go on our merry way. And I, I feel like that's exactly do whatever what you want me to do. Yep. Uh, yeah. But, you know, what was the name? Brian, you might remember it because this <laughs> was that? this was very much a part of like right around like PlayStation 3, 4. Okay. A video game where like you ran around Seattle and like absorbed powers from people. Oh what my god! How was that called? And <laughs> they talking did... about infamous. Yes, but they made like an infamous like three or something, yeah. and it was yep. set in Seattle. Yep. And I remember there was somebody yep. who had like a neon power, mm-hmm. and then they made DLC, but it wasn't because yep. it was its own game. Exactly. <laughs> so it was that is that game is the example of your point. Like yes. it is exactly it. Yeah, I, I believe that t- the title of that game was Second Son. Yes, and it was the devel- Second Son. The development of that game, if I remember right, was basically like, hey, you should buy a PS4. Th- this is the only game we can really show you, though, that is made for the PS4. So it was like super bare bones. Yes. And it was essentially infamous. But like, hey, it's on yep. PS4 now, which yep. is kind of apt here for Fast. It's, it's Fast oh, yeah. and Furious, but it's The Rock now again. Um, I don't know, man. Fast and Furious just it it continues now to feel like I don't know, it feels like celebrity like vacation club. Like if you're a celebrity and you're like, hey, I want to hang out with you, but I don't I gotta have a good reason to do it, you know, I gotta make money. Uh let's just go to a fast and furious movie. And I feel like that's what Brie Larson did. She's like, Hey, I just want to hang out with these people. Like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, I'm an Oscar award-winning actress, I don't care. So this kind of just feels like Dwayne Johnson's like, hey, guys, I want to hang out again. That's what this feels like. It it feels like he's taking his ball and going home. He feels like kind of like a <laughs> scorned friend. Like, you know, the guy who like he quit the office and he was like, right. fuck you guys. I made yep. it big. Like, I yep. want a million dollars. I don't need you all anymore. And then he found out how much the government took in taxes and has to come back to work in two weeks. Oh, and it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I. Yo. Honestly, I've read so so I'm fascinated by the subject. I'm gonna detour really quick. I'm gonna pull Please. I'm gonna pull Marcus with some chaos energy. I've mm-hmm. read a lot of stuff about winning the lottery. I never yeah. think I will win the lottery. I just want to put this out there. No. I know I'm more likely to like get struck by lightning or turn into the yeah. And it basically 
you if you do win though like one of the first things people recommend is like get a lawyer because they'll they know how to take care of all that stuff because the taxes will kill you in some places you you have to be in person to pick up the money which can be like a whole other thing and then on top of it like as soon as people know that you won of course everybody's coming to talk to you like hey what are you gonna do with that money and the lawyer takes care of all that they can even accept the money for you it can be totally anonymous so anyway That's... For any of our listeners, and you win the lottery, get a lawyer. Save yourself some trouble. Welcome to Powerball with black and white, everybody. <laughs> like that is that is that's great advice. If if you learn nothing else from this podcast this week, learn that. I mean, so... you can even get like a Saul Goodman lawyer, which that take that interpretation matter. however you want. You know, uh, a, a a by the book, but also skeevy looking, but, but deep down, know... good dude. He yeah. knows how to bend the book the right way. Absolutely. Usually. That's what matters. That's what matters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was the news I wanted to pick on because I think it's okay. silly. And yep. we've been following these movies now. And uh, for a while. Yeah, yeah. So he posted this on June 1st. We're only reporting it four days later. Um, but uh, I know, Roman, you want your Fast and Furious Patreon special. I see you in the chat. Don't I think worry. he, w- no, I think what he wants is, <laughs> I think he wants the like advice on lawyers. He wants a oh. whole legal special. In oh the, my in gosh. The I, there's so much dumb knowledge and useless knowledge I've picked up, especially after leaving student affairs, like all the weird legal stuff I learned, like for yep. doing, like, anyway don't whatever i'll save it for the patreon but it's related to animal shows um so but that was that was the information i wanted to kind of dunk on and talk about okay. and of course we're going to see fast x point five whatever they're going to call it dlc so yep that's true know. that's exactly what it is uh awesome well brian i have and would like to get into we do have mountain mm-hmm. dew con- we do have mountain oh dew we will have, have premium mountain dew content yeah, coming yeah, yeah. um Brian, I need to report on the season finale of Ted Lasso. So let's talk about this. So last week we talked a little bit about the season finales of shows. You broke down the season finale of Secession. And I was like, oh, no, we don't have a season finale for for Ted Lasso. And it literally came out that Wednesday. Yeah. uh, So the same pod dropped. Um, Yeah. And it was really good. I was very satisfied with the way that this looks, with the way that it kind of played out. Okay. Um, so quick spoiler alert. If you have yep. not seen the season finale, just as put a pin in it, come back. Yep. Um, yep. So I was really pleased overall with mm-hmm. how this played out. Now I can okay. see how folks would be disappointed specifically around the area of where um, like Ted and Nate and this final sort of confrontation sure. between the sure. two of them um, yeah. kind of because I think everybody wanted that to be more dramatic than it was. Of course. But I think the way in which it was approached was so well done that it made it such more of a heartfelt moment, which is just so Mm -hmm. on brand for this particular show. Yeah. So because I think everybody wanted there to be some like big argument. I think. Yeah, I think they wanted like I think they wanted to see Ted get really mad. But there's a part of me that's like, then you haven't been paying attention. (laughs) Like, because that's because the my my favorite moment is from the episode before the season finale where ted tells his mom where ted says fuck you to his mom three (laughs) like five times and that's the most frustrated that i think i've ever seen him right but there's this moment between the two of them where it's like dude you weren't no we weren't you weren't paying attention like this is 
yeah that, that's this isn't this isn't it like that's not what this Whoa. show is all about so i and, i was really yeah. pleased with how that played out and the show i feel like a lot of the overarching themes of the show too is about like healing and understanding how you move on from certain things and acknowledging the bad things in your life but finding yeah. that happy right yeah. and like a, a richmond they're a losing football team and acknowledge or you know acknowledging like nah we suck like we but how do we get better and that and like yeah. i i feel like i don't know to me that is kind of what i expected out of this finale of like not necessarily like ted lasso isn't known for like west wing style like hey we're tell, gonna tell argue off in an office. yeah yeah that's not what yeah. no it's about like hey man i love you and i accept you for for who you are and you made bad decisions but you know make a choice to be better see you next week like that's well, just that's the, the show and the thing I sort of remarked to myself as I was watching it is I think what I learned from it is that doing the right thing is not easy. It is right. hard, but over time it's, it's just, it's an active choice and there's never this moment where right. like Ted ever fully disconnects from the choices he's making around the actions right. and how he treats other people. And that's right. the thing that I took from it that I thought was so insightful and profoundly like impactful on me is it's a you're making an intentional choice you're making yeah. an intentional choice to say i can make this about me or mm -hmm. i can make it about or i can practice forgiveness let this person heal but it also yeah. simultaneously hears myself so kind of like to your point brian of like i appreciate this moment of like healing for for the other person is oftentimes healing for yourself especially in areas where it's oh, forgiveness yeah. because it's yes. so much harder to hold on to that than yeah. it is to say this isn't a big deal and what i loved about his relationship with the team too is i really loved this idea of like oh, that's just that's just who it's just who he is and it seems right. really really easy and this yeah. is what i liked about three seasons i liked the whole show the mm -hmm. reason what i took from the show was it's not easy to be a good person. It's hard and it takes intentional choice and intentional yeah. effort, but the benefits for that are so fundamentally impactful that how could you not? Like, I just, well, I thought that was such a profound moment for me anyway. And, and I feel like, and I, I mean, I know everybody loves Roy Kent, right? Cause mm -hmm. he's just this, this man, he's this hard ball of energy and, and, and it's funny seeing him interact with these people who are a bit more in touch with their feelings is maybe a better way to yeah. say it. Uh, and even, even Roy Kent is able to get to this point of acceptance yeah. and understanding of where he needs to be understanding that he maybe didn't have the career he wanted to have. And that like, right. that sucks. <laughs> like, right. That's not good. And that sucks. But the show always continues to frame these. It, it continues to frame these failures or missteps or sad things in a way of like, that is one step on your journey to being like the better version of you. And right. that, that was, that was season three, even though it was kind of, uh, it was a little all over the place. It was very much all over the place. It was very, very much all over this place, all over the place. Yeah. And there were certainly moments in it that I thought were like, okay, what are you, are you doing this to keep us going? Like the whole, right. I felt like there was more of a, will they, won't they with Rebecca than there was, than there have been in the past. Yeah. Which I, I was like, okay. Um, but to your point about Roy, <laughs> okay. your your point about Roy, like I think that last moment that he has of like, can a person change? Mm 
Mm-hmm. There's a that whole like exchange of like, is it possible for a person to change? And I think the point that Ted makes in conjunction with everything else is it's not about changing who you are to be other people. It's about embracing right. the parts of you that are great and on the parts yeah. you want to fix, accepting help and looking for help to fix those parts, but not to be somebody else to be yourself. Right. And I think that that's right. advice we can all do is like all take is oh, say yeah. it's more important to focus on the you you are than the other mm-hmm. people, than the you other people want you to be. And that's such yeah. a, it was such a good, it, I just, I really appreciated it. I don't typically cry during shows, but I definitely oh. got teary eyed between this, uh, of this particular show, especially the moment like with his, with his kid at the very end of like this. Oh moment yeah. Of, like that. I don't understand how you could not get choked up at that part. Like that was just such a cool part. I mean, and, and that part, especially, I think, I mean, I, I don't know as a dad, like stuff with kids now hits, it hits different, Slaps but I different. do feel yeah. like, I do feel like it works on a lot of levels because again, with finales, you're, you're trying to make it so that it had to end this way, but still be unexpected. And considering the show started with him being like, Oh, leaving, leaving my kid. Uh, okay. And you're kind of like, what is this guy about? So having that sense of closure that I I think that was, I think that was good. Yeah. And, and to Roman's point in the chat, the coach beard backstory was incredible. I'm not going to give any of it away, but I think that was also one of the more powerful moments of the show of like, I, his, his ability to forgive and to accept you for you is so profound. And it's not even that you see that with Nate because yeah, what Nate did was shitty. Yeah. What Nate did was shitty, but think about when you put that in perspective to like what coach beard did, and how right. how Ted's approach is the same regardless was such a cool moment. So yeah, I appreciated that part as well. Well, and I think if you want to go, like, I mean, we we did the spoilers on this. Like, this is you yeah, know, we're, we're this is spoilers for all the Ted Lasso. Um, but yeah, I think I think with Nate with Nate's story, I mean, like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go as far to say that Ted Lasso is also Nate's story. I I think maybe a better way to say it though is that <laughs> Nate Nate kind of you get the full cycle you get the full cycle of everything you just talked about of like, who do I need to be to be the best version of myself? I need to make sure it's not what other people think it needs to be. And Ted is just always his authentic self, which people think is a facade. And then Nate turns into this person who is like basically the mirror version of that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, and, and not only that Nate gets an opportunity to say ever, the thing is like kind of to what you were saying, Brian is, Ted, everybody thinks like, oh, Ted's being fake. He's not tapping right. in tune to how he should really behave or how he should really yeah. act or who she should he should really be. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas sure. with Ted of like, you need to act a certain way. You need to hold yourself yeah. this person for a certain way. And what we get to see is we get to see what happens if he would have, right? Like we get to see what Good happened point. if he, if he would have leaned into that and we get to see. No, that's a whole environment (laughs) that is beyond toxic. When you lean Mm -hmm. into that idea of like men have to act a certain way, particularly in the area of like being wealthy and sports Mm -hmm. and business, you have to act and perform a certain way. There's an expectation that that come off. What I appreciated about it is like, no, you get to see like, no, with Nate, he had a taste of that and found that it turned him into something that he didn't want to be so much so that he quits a dream job. He was coaching West ham, which is a, it's a premier league team. 
And you, I just think that that, that moment there is so like, whoo shit. Like that is such a cool moment overall. Right. Um, Because you get to see what happens. Like what happens Mm -hmm. when that goes that way? And so, um, and that's why I appreciated his come around. And I think it's a little bit more natural than people would have thought. It's because I think deep down season one, Nate was who we thought he was like deep yes, down. That's a good he, way to put it. He is who we thought he, who, who we thought he was. Yeah. It's just, he got corrupted by power opportunity and this sense of like internal dialogue of, I have right. to act a certain way. I have to be a certain way and, and, and yeah. up all, Again, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a highlight of like what happens if Ted would have gone and mm-hmm. acted what was expected of him. But he's also this kind of commentary on Roy to a certain extent well as well, because this whole idea of like you can change, but at the end you can't get right. away from who you are. And I think that right. that's where what happened in, in sort of season three and why it was kind of all over the place is he got away from who he was. Yeah. And started playing by other people's rules. And it pushed him to a point where thankfully he was able to pull back from it, but not everybody gets that chance. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is I remember there was a lot of rumors and blind items that Ted Lasso season three was just, it was having a hard time getting out the door. And I'm curious if the compromise for that was, I don't know. I, I, because you have so many things happening and like the Keeley stuff. I feel like it's been pretty well hinted at like that. It just, it Oh yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a lot there. And I'm curious if as they were developing it, they were like, whatever, it's the last season, just get it out the door. And yeah, like maybe try, maybe they wanted to fine tune it more, but Apple needed to have this in their schedule. And this, this, this was the compromise Um, because it just didn't feel as tight as one and two, but I saw what it was trying to, to do and uh and yeah i don't know it's it's such a positivity banner show that like i forgive it pretty easily because you kind of have to i I think it's hard i think it's hard to be that type of show and and i mean this is the i'm the guy that's like give me succession give me my (laughs) breaking bad my you know like like sopranos like all those all these types of shows that are just like these are bad people doing very not good things and then you know trying to have a Ted Lasso out there where it's like, Oh, gee golly. Yeah, that's okay. Let's go for it. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's impressive I, in, in this type of environment. And I, yeah, I think they probably, I'm sure that there was some internal wrestle over whether or not they should do a season four because I'm yes, this show is so powerful. And to your point, Brian, if you stand up succession with Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is so easily consumable because it is such a, like you said, it's such a positivity high that like at some point in time, it's easy for someone to be like, I love this. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. And so I could see where, you know, if that was what the battle was, it's like, no, we, we want either a spinoff or we want another season. And Jason Sudeikis, and he's gone on record. I've seen him on some interviews lately um, Mm -hmm. Where he said, like, no, it, it had to be three seasons. I didn't want to do this anymore. I mean, not because yeah. I didn't enjoy the character. I love the character. He's just like anything we would have done after this would have right. been such a let a letdown with what we had written. We wrote well, season three to be this culmination and end. If we had right. come back and bid done a season four, it wouldn't have been as impactful. So yeah, and I think and I think Sudeikis as a storyteller, I think he gets it. Like, yes, I, I know most people that. know him from his comedy experience yeah. and performances, but 
I think he gets story and he has seen so many other stories just get this bloated mess and yeah. right. That's not what makes the money. That's not what streamers want. They just want you to keep going if you're profitable. Yeah. Yep, and, do. But to but to Apple Plus though, to to put a point on their board, so to speak. Their stuff is getting known as like, yeah, it's like it's not going to be super long. It's going to be yeah. a tight, short story, but it's going to be good. Like and yeah. you see that with Severance. Yeah. You you see that with oh, God. defending yeah. Jacob, which starred Chris Evans, and I feel like that flew under everybody's radar. But he has a pretty. I think he has a good performance in that. Yeah. Um, and you see with Ted Lasso. You, I, I mean, you just these kind of smaller scale shows that are not twenty six episodes and. Yeah. whatever huge production budget so and i feel like that's what apple's making a name for and the last thing i'll say about that is that is very attractive to me as a mi approaching middle-aged guy with kids because yeah I don't, I don't have time for like a 14 15 16 episode series daredevil born again Ooh. is probably going to be the exception because i i just oh, don't have yeah. that time anymore no absolutely not no, I, I can't invest that much time, energy and effort in it. And so and I kind of like the idea of like there's a certain portion of it. I mean, I see what they're trying to do. You're trying to do. Remember, like when people we said this kind of like in the midst of the pandemic and even as we started to return back to theaters of like this right. idea of the movie theater being an event like, yes, going, experiencing something in a theater. I think there's something that the streamers are trying to do, but still quite haven't figured out yet. Uh, consistently of like how yeah. do we make a show a weekly event for either an apartment yeah. a family what have you you sit down you yep. watch ted lasso you enjoy yep. it you move yep. on and they're they're still playing with that format and still trying to figure yes. it out so um which is interesting so yes but, i agree yeah the last thing i'll say is is um i think comedians i think Again, I'm going to go. This is a very pro comedians podcast. It, I mean, I yes. think I think comedians understand story better than most because you have to write a good story for your punchline to work. Like oh, the yeah. punchline doesn't work if the setup isn't there and the setup mm -hmm. is your story. So like yeah. you can't you just can't do it. So that's why I think people like like Jason Sudeikis. Will Ferrell to a certain extent, Adam Sandler within reason. Some of them are like yeah. really, really good at like story because they understand that there has to be continuity or the audience isn't going to get the punchline and you're going to lose the laugh. Like, I just think that there's yeah. such a profound moment there. That's really, really cool. So, well, and, and I, uh, barbarian, which I, I I've talked about. Yeah. It's a, it's a horror movie on HBO max. Zach Kreger, he, he was known for comedy he, like yeah. he was on the whitest kids you know like he yeah. was he 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 did 60 episodes of that for, for like six years i'm looking at yeah. this on imdb like he was known for comedy and then just bam whips out barbarian one of the scariest movies i've ever seen yeah. and so like i feel like comedy writers you 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 are such in the trenches just trying to churn out a sketch or something that is gonna make yeah. sense that you get that story structure and you know when you're going to have your audience, you know when you're going to start losing them. So I, I totally agree, like from from the horror end of things. Yep, agreed. Well, we've put it off long enough, Brian. We've we've thoroughly dissected. I did not things. expect to talk about I did Lasso not. for 20 I did minutes. Not. I'm glad we did. I also did not, which I'm excited about. <laughs> but Brian, we saw uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Hell uh, yeah, this we weekend. did. Um, yes. and so we're going to talk about it. So again, quick spoiler alert. If you have, if you haven't seen it yet, you don't want to spoil it. 
Uh, we're going to get into some I, things. I mean, um, I feel yeah. like everybody and their brother saw this. I, I mean, it yeah. feels that way. But Brian, care to relegate us with the barbershop summary for Across the Spider-Verse? I feel like any if anybody is equipped to do it, it's you. All right, let me get my web shooters on. I mean, thread the needle, ring the bell here. Uh, This is is for you, Marcus. I'm going to try my best here. So what had happened was we start across the Spider-Verse. We're opening with Gwen, Spider-Woman. And we are getting essentially her backstory. We find out that her Peter Parker was kind of like the lizard in her universe, and she lost her best friend, her dad, the cop, thinks spider woman murdered peter parker and he that is a big deal to him so there's already this immediate tension we uh, we already go to the big action sequence also i'll talk about this later but the colors in this sequence are just magnificent and uh, spider gwen hears that there there is a that is my nickname for her we're talking about spider woman in this movie but spider gwen she goes to the guggenheim there's been there's super villain activity and like it's the vulture, but it's like, what if Da Vinci was the vulture on paper? Yep. And there's there's stuff happening. Surprise! There's dimensional shenanigans, and Spider Man 2099 shows up, and she gets <laughs> recruited into Spider Verse Shields, essentially, uh, after her dad finds out who she is. So we then we then it feels like the movie starts, which yep. is great. It's a great feeling. My we're checking in on Miles. He's a teenager. He's growing up. He's 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 getting he's he's late to an advising appointment. He's battling spot villain of the week. Right. We'll come back to that later. Yeah. And uh, essentially we get this family tension. He's not showing up. It's because of, you know, him being Spider-Man. And the movie sets in motion the series of events that has these themes of family knowing who you are and trying to be there for the people that that matter most when you're going to be your own person and you're going to have your own adventures. And so we go across time and space. Spider-Gwen checks in on him, but Miles, he's curious. And he goes through this interdimensional oh, <laughs> portal. We meet we meet a Spider-Man that is Indian-inspired, and that leads us to the Spider Society, I believe yep. is what they call themselves. They do. And uh, we then learn that Miles is an anomaly and that's bad. And we need to let bad things happen to Miles to make sure that the canon stays intact. Otherwise, otherwise the whole Spider-Verse falls apart. And at that point, it's Miles versus Spider-Man 2099. And we go on our merry way. That is yep. a, the quickest summary I can give. Yeah. And 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 that is also the like spoiler free one too because there's a whole thing with the spot coming back and i figured we'd leave the spot yeah that's that's a good one that's a good one to leave (laughs) um let's do um let's do cast really quickly before we get into this so shameek moore comes back as miles morales Haley steinfeld comes back as gwen stacy brian Tyree henry comes back as jeff morales luna lauren velez plays rio morales Jake Johnson is back again as Peter B. Parker. Here's where we start to get some new folks. So Oscar oh, yeah. Isaac plays Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Jason Schwartzman does a oh my gosh. incredibly great job of playing the spot. What a yes. Issa Rae plays Jessica Drew. Daniel Kaluuya plays Hobie Brown, yep. uh, a.k.a. Spider-Punk. Uh, Karan Sony from, I believe from Deadpool. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Karan Sony from Deadpool plays Praviter, 
uh, Prahabkar, I believe is how you said. I think so. Yep. Um, and then Shay Wingham plays George Stacy, so Glenn Stacy's dad. And then we get into like the various. Oh, Mashur Ali comes back as Uncle Aaron. And then we get into all of the different spider I mean, people, and there are a lot of them. Um, highlights that I want to that I want to touch on. Yeah, Andy Sandberg plays Ben Riley, aka Scarlet Spider, which <sighs> so I thought good. was incredible. I love no, that no. one. Yes. Um, J.K. Simmons does the voice of J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> throughout is- this. He is a Nexus being. He is always J. Jonah Jameson. He is always J. Jonah Jameson, and. Uh, yeah, I don't think he ever won't be. And also, yeah. Donald Glover makes a live action appearance. In oh, this movie, oh my gosh! Yes, yes, playing the Prowler, which I think is also really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, some other ones that are in here that I thought were really cool is yeah. you got to hear, um, you got to hear Catherine Hahn playing Doc Ock, but you also got to hear, um, Doc Ock from like Spider Man Two, uh, Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. You got to hear him in this too. Yep. There was. There were nods to there were nods to Lego Spider-Man, the video game versions of Spider-Man. There was just there was so much in here in terms Mm -hmm. of like other pieces. Also, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also in this in case you're curious as well. So Uh, everybody and their brother was in this. Everybody and their brother. Deep cut to the animated version spectacular spider-man yes was also in the, and got like significant screen time during he was the behind he, he was behind miles morales for five minutes I, like what I, felt I, like forever in a in a, in a like shot, so. like any spider-man you could imagine it was here yeah absolutely accurate so yep. there was a lot let's talk quick box office before we get into anything oh my else uh they want they got 120.5 million dollars in their box office op- uh, uh box office opening uh dethroned the little mermaid um so it yeah. opened to 120.5 million in north america uh it's the second biggest opening of to date for sony animation um it also made it to 208.6 million dollars world wide so all in all this movie did quite well and should be very proud (laughs) of itself um and so yeah very very cool brian thoughts on across the (sighs) spider-verse i mean i i think what makes it so hard to talk about a movie that you love is like people are like you whatever you like it you can't give you can't be critical of it or you can't review it but like i can because this this it's hard to like i'm it's gonna feel hyperbolic but the bar this movie set not just for animation but (laughs) yes roman Roman says right right that's it that's just that was just a tip of the iceberg like it, it sets the bar so high for superhero movies and animated movies that everyone's going to be comparing even MCU projects to this. And I already I think have that's a like good in thing. my, in my head. I already have Brian. I got halfway through this and I went, Oh, it did the multiverse better than multiverse of madness. Like it, it just hundred percent. It did it without even thinking about it. Like it was and, just like, I was flabbergasted <sighs> by how well it did that. And I, I think the other thing that needs to be talked about here is that it is rated PG and I'm pretty sure multiverse of madness was PG 13. 13. It was. And so this move, in my opinion, this movie gave more credit to the audience 
than Multiverse of Madness did. And Multiverse of Madness had two other projects leading into it to expose people to the idea of the multiverse. Spider-Man had one. It had the first movie in a Uh trilogy, which, okay, fine. But then it's a PG movie with kids intent, like with kids think with, with kids in mind of, of taking in this material and it went for it. And it, it is good. You absolutely went for it. And I feel like the MCU at this point, not to make it all about the, like the, the prom queen here, but like they have to start doing that. They have to start giving their audience more credit because there were some really complicated and Chris Scholten's and I talked about this over text. Like there's some more heady ideas in, yeah. in, in across the spider verse. And I think particularly talking about, okay, so there's a multiverse and you saw the classic MCU uh-huh. uh, Loki. They, type stuck, with that, they stuck with that image here, imagery. They sure did. And they definitely got permission from Marvel to do that. So and like, they didn't need to, they made no, a choice. They didn't to. even need to acknowledge it. No, um, they did not. <laughs> so, and I enjoyed that as an MCU fan. And so being like, all right, here's our regular timeline of other parallel universes. Anyway, here's ours. And they made it like a tetrahedron 3D thing around yes. the main multiverse. And then they're talking about, and we can get into the details of this, but then they're talking about, okay, anyway, if you do XYZ, this universe collapse, and then it affects our universe, which is why you can't do ABC. That was all explained in kind of a lampshaded info dump, which I do appreciate because yeah. that is a lot of information. And I appreciate the line of like, all right, do the info thing. Do it, just do it. Like, just get it, get it over just with. Get it out of the way. Just dump it on um, everybody and we can all move on. And the movie wasn't afraid to, to play with that. The movie wasn't yeah. afraid to give you these kind of complicated string theory concepts. And then even if you like, and have it meld so well that the action that there were that there were stakes. Sure, it was it kind of like the the universe is going to collapse. Sure, but it was situated inside the heart of of Miles. Which uh-huh. I mean, the, 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 I don't know how else to explain it. Like you actually made it work for the main character, and it wasn't just like the world's ending. We got to do something. It was like no, Miles. This whole world is his dad. And that, we're getting I'm, Brian, to, I'm so glad you phrased it that way because that's exactly the way I was going to phrase it. Is like yeah. what you did is you said you try you 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 made the stakes so compelling because right. you said, okay, Miguel O'Hara says uh, Spider Man 2099 says, yeah. hey, like if they don't if these if you start cutting off these canon moments, the right. whole thing could come could fall apart and we lose our universes and things don't happen the way that they need to. And yeah. Miles being like, but my dad and my mom are my universe and the spot is right. going to hurt them. So sorry, yes. I don't give a shit enough about uh, like your world. And it was just, yeah, it was just so well done. And Brian, it, there was some deep, that whole thing of like, it's not like the canon moment is he gets the canon moment is not bit by a spider. The canon moment right. is we lost our uncle Ben. The canon yes. moment is. Uh, a police chief has to die. Like yes. all of it is just such a huge moment. Those are not light topics for kids no. in mind. And they yeah. did again, they trusted that either parents or the audiences would be able to understand the weight of that. And that yes. is so just so smart. Like treat, treat these people like they can figure it out. Like that is well, huge. Yeah. And I think, 
and this and i feel like it's done so well that like it worked and it's really hard to do this but it works on so many levels because right i'm you and i have probably heard the origin of spider-man collectively at least 72 times many times life it's it's Uh, tied between that and the origin of batman but yes i have heard both infinite amount of times i mean just i've heard it so many times they didn't even do it in the amazing spider-man series uh or like i take it back in tom holland's i I apologize yes tom holland's spider-man series they didn't even do it because everybody knew they were sick of it yeah and so to thread this needle of like we need to acknowledge this but make it in a way that it's not overdone but yet still introduces newcomers to this and so we're going to get meta with it, right? One of the reasons that I was so enthralled by this uh, like linchpin moment in the movie of Miguel Uh of Miguel O'Hara saying like, you can't go save your dad. It needs to be a canon moment is that we have so many conversations, especially, and even on our podcast, but like everywhere online, everywhere Uh you talk about comic books forever. And like some people just get so upset when it's like, well, when they adapted it this way, that's not canon. You can't have X, Y, Z. You can't. And I feel like Luke, there's Luke so much. can't fly anything other than a X-Wing because <laughs> right. it's not. He only flew those. He didn't like yeah. how they felt. This book cites <laughs> it and that book is canon. He didn't like how that starship handled. And it's like, get I, fucked with that. Like, we right. don't need to do that. Like, and even Spider-Man comics, like Spider-Man just always feels this character to be destined to be sad and have all these things ripped away. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like this movie was taking that idea and flipping it on its head of like, do we really like, do we really have to keep doing this, the same thing over uh-huh. and over? And that is what, it, I don't know, to me, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099 was representing like, no, Spider-Man stories, they always got to be like this. And Miles kind of represented like, look, man, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm still Spider-Man. And that was yeah. so powerful to me just on so many levels, because even for this movie, people were like, oh, that's that's a black Spider-Man. And it's like, no, it's Spider-Man. Like, it is Spider-Man. The movie. Yeah, they did that. They Spider-Man. did that with Jessica Drew. They right, did it with exactly. Spider-Woman. Like, Spider-Woman in this is yeah played by Issa Rae she's black in this movie like exactly we don't need to do it any differently it is what it is like i mean and and to accept that story the way it is and to keep it just it felt like very layered is what i'm trying to say i loved like i brian i absolutely agree i loved it and i love that you made the maniac spider-man 2099 like the (laughs) most like if you're talking about like kind of crazy storyline spider-mans short of the man spider which is a bunch of spiders that make up or, a man and fight crime like right man spiders <laughs> he is by far one of the crazier ones in terms of oh like visual and who he is so like i appreciate the route that you went with that so yeah this was i completely i i completely agree brian i think that they 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 did such a good job of kind of being like hey like kind of putting comic book fandoms on fi- trial a little bit and yes. saying like Hey, y'all knock it the fuck off. Like you don't, it doesn't need to be anything other than fun. If you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Like exactly what matters. And again, I love this idea of they've said that Spider-Man is probably one of the better allegories for the United States in terms of like (laughs) symbolism. Seriously. He's, he's supposed to represent every man USA, like good kid, 
yeah, trying to do well in the school, just trying to do the right thing, but then pulled into this most fantastical moment. Yeah. And they say that that's a good, he's a good representation for the city of New York yes. and other things. And I love this, that, that whole thing of like, yeah, but what if he can be happy? Like what if, what if he yes. doesn't, things don't have to be shitty all the time. Like I right. think that that, I think you have to let it play out. I just thought that that, again, I just thought that was well mm -hmm. I know I agree and I think just why can't we do both like because I feel like in our attention economy right like when we're doing social media it's got to either be a this or a that it's, it's yep. always got to be a yes or a no or the biggest thing or the biggest loss or the biggest whatever you get what I'm saying and do I you like, like this like it if you don't well then keep <laughs> swiping it's that right. it's either like keep looking or yep stay yeah. here yep and and I feel like Spider-Verse took that idea across the Spider-Verse took that idea. And it was like, you can have both and it's fine. Like, chill out, everybody. Yeah, and, dude. and I feel like I feel like they did that part really well. And they I know did. we're kind of jumping into like the more tedious and complex ideas of across the Spider-Verse. But this was one of the reasons I wanted to see this movie was because I knew we would get some explanation. And I, I'm very... I'm kind of bummed because like right now I'm trying to think of a way out of this of like, how does Miles get out of this? Yeah. And like, I am genuinely stumped. And the only thing I can come up with right now. So like the basic, I'm going to, I'm going to just say it just for, so everybody's on the same page. I mean, Spider-Man 2099 is saying that if someone is in another dimension or a canon event doesn't happen, or you go live in another universe, Yep. Basically, that that spider universe will collapse or it yep. has a great likelihood of collapsing. The, the one that yeah. we saw um, from the India inspired Spider-Man, mm -hmm. they were able to like lock it down. I'm not really sure what they, what that they had some scientific they had some scientific -y statement where it was like, we yeah. might be able to rebuild it if we're lucky, but we're not always lucky. And he says like yeah. it's like a it's a stasis proto something. Like it's just, <laughs> it he throws like he throws like throw he says throw three science words together. Yes. That's what we do. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and maybe there's more there, but I'm also yeah. worried we're getting an unreliable narration from Spider-Man 2099. That's so the thing I about I, him. Like, I don't know if he's saying everything that's on the up and up or if he's saying things to get people to do what he wants. Uh, so oh, I'm very fine. curious how we thread that needle. And again, you're doing it in a world in which, You've now created these are all this is literally a universe full of heroes. Yes. It's a it's a universe full of people who are Spider-Man, arguably one of the purest <laughs> heroes in the Marvel universe. I mean, and you're one, saying uh, like yeah. and hey, guess what? We're not going to be able to trust literally any of them. Like enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I well, this and this is one of my this is one of the points of discussion I want to bring up is that yeah. I was kind of bummed and I don't know if that I'm assuming it was intentional, but like, and we can talk about themes and whatever, but I was kind of bummed and betrayed. I got hurt in my heart when miles was like, wait a minute, you all talked about this. You all talked about betraying me. You all talked about keeping me here to prevent me from saving my dad. And we're talking like, we're talking like Gwen Stacy, spider woman. We're talking Peter B Parker with the kid. Yeah. Like, that that was rough and i was like yeah really, these characters would do that and i'm willing to give this story the benefit of the doubt 
and see what part three does with that. Um, yeah. But I'm that was rough too. for me. I I'm flabbergasted and maybe it's because you can't go this psychological with it. Right. But when they're talking about like these canon moments. Yes. These moments are supposed to shape you. And they even yes. went so far as to say that Peter B. Parker says like we had to experience all of us had to experience our Uncle Ben moment. Right. In order for us to be who we are now, yes. how you are then also it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's like we have to do this in order to be shaped by it, but we're going right. to keep you here so you don't try <laughs> to stop and avoid this moment. There's a part right. of it of like, no, good. Let him go. Maybe he tries yeah. to stop it. You know, he's not going to be successful and he's yeah. going to learn from it. So I don't that's where I don't under that's where I kind of was like you all. There's a missed opportunity to be like our experiences help shape us and we can't avoid we can't put our head in the sand with them. Right. And they just it felt really juxtapositioning. But that's me being like overtly critical, like really, I, really critical. Well, but I think you're to your point of like and of it is sort of one of those moments of like, why would they do that, though? Like they've all had their Uncle right. Ben moment. They know how powerful this is. Right. So why are we doing this? And I give I give a pass to Gwen Stacy, not because she's like one of my favorite characters at, yeah. at this point now, but like the movie you could you could even say that this is like Spider Gwen's movie. Almost. Oh, yeah, very much. Um, so. The emotional arc of this movie begins with Gwen, by the way, some of the most inventive and and awe inspiring animation I have seen. Oh, I have Brian. seen Brian, period it was incredible the visuals it, in this were incredible uh, it it was the best explanation i can give was that it was like a living watercolor painting moving yes. yes and anything that gwen was feeling you immediately got sucked into her you world saw. and 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 maggie she made a great point she was like honestly at one point i was like what color is this girl's hair it keep everything keeps changing and i was like yeah, like it was kind of reacting to her mood. Like when she was feeling down, her hair was blue, trying to reflect yeah. that. Like and Harrison it, kept saying, why does the color keep changing so much? And I said, buddy, yeah. it's just sit back and enjoy the ride. It, art, like it's just, art, man. That's why. Um, that's why, bud. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, I could talk about that for a while. But seeing yeah. Gwen start her story there and then end her story being like, I messed up. I messed up big time mm -hmm. and I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get the spider crew back together and we're going to go find miles. And so I kind of, I see that as an arc for her, like, because I also think, and I think we'll touch on this in the third movie. I don't know, but Spider-Man 2099 does this thing. of just like, I have all the answers, everybody follow me. I know what I'm doing. I have all the tools. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it. And I have the experience. I've tried to do this before yes. and it failed. And and he may not end up being a big bad. I could see him being redeemed. I also think it's important, though, that the subtext here is like you have Spider-Man can be influenced like more easily than other heroes. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah, I mean, you get a guy that's like, I know exactly what you're going through. Follow me and we'll fix everything and we'll keep everybody safe. That's incredibly appealing. I mean, not only Tony, to arguably Tony did that to him in Civil War. So, yes, a hundred percent. It is very much you when you can compel the thing. The greatest Spider-Man's <laughs> greatest weakness is not like water. It's the people he <laughs> fucking it's it's people he loves and any villain yes. or superhero that's trying to like 
use yes. that for his own best interest. All he has to do is say, Hey, do yep. you want to protect the people that you love most? Yep. Then you got to follow me or otherwise they're going to, something bad will happen to him. Not even if they're going to yeah. die, just something bad might I mean, happen. So yeah. yeah. And I also, and this is maybe, this is kind of taking it a step outside the, across the spider verse, but I mean, like this is how dictators and authoritarians come to power. Oh, they tell yeah. everybody, yeah. They got it. Just do what I say and everyone will be safe. And everyone's like, hey, we're going to be safe. And I don't care. Don't, yeah. And that is, I feel like Spider-Punk is oh, such a perfect addition. And to again, this story. the animation, Brian, of Spider-Punk was so oh, chaotic, but so amazing. fucking awesome. It it was pointed out to me on Twitter and I cannot find the user. But Spider-Punk style does keep changing because he hates consistency and conformity. So the yes. like, which I did not come up with this idea. And I think that's an amazing, that's an amazing, that's incredible point detail. And, and it, it enraptured me every single frame he was in. I could only look at Spider-Punk. I can't wait to watch this again. Cause I know yeah. I missed stuff. <laughs> it makes, and the thing about this is that the reason why this is such a home run and the reason why I think Marvel was like, yeah, fuck it. Go ahead. Use our little twirly thing. You're going to make a shitload for us I, in back yeah. issues of comic books that we don't even fucking yes. care. Like yes. this made me want to dive into everything like this. I oh this made gosh. me want to like pick up and find like books that I could read anywhere. Yep. So I'm very again, if I'm Marvel, I don't care. Um, I, it, yeah. do, I do want to talk about the spot. And I do want to talk about. Yeah, Jason we. Shortman. I mean, he's he's going to be pretty. Yeah, he's going to be pretty important. I feel like in the third, which movie. is a pretty incredible feat for him, because yes. if we had to, if I were like <laughs> doing a poll, if I went to like Minneapolis and I asked, right. you know, ten people in a comic book store, and I yeah. said, "Give me your top three Spider-Man villains," oh. none of them would be like, you know, who no. I have to mention, the Spot, and <laughs> he, yeah, so. The fact that they took that idea of villain of the week and they yep. said, what if somebody's kind of scorned by that general like B tier supervillain status? Yeah. Um, and so for background, just very quickly, uh, the origin story is just a smidgen different in this one than it is versus the comic oh, book. Yeah. The spot appeared in the Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number 97, which debuted in 1984. Uh, the name is right. Jonathan own. Uh, mm -hmm. The only difference is uh, Jonathan own is working for the Kingpin trying to recreate the abilities that cloak of cloak and dagger have. And yeah. that scientific experiment goes wrong and gives him all the holes on him versus the like the Hadron Collider thing that was in the basement. <laughs> giving him his Yeah. Powers. Well, I appreciate yeah. how they adapted it because they kind of adapted it really seamlessly. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Like, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That tracks multiverse, like switching universes from the first. Oh, one. yeah. What if that were imprinted on a person sold? Got it. So um, but Jason Schwartzman did a fantastic so job good. of being so good. both of being both the lovable, like, okay, you're a villain, but I kind of feel bad for you. But also yeah. then that switch when he gets his power and how that immediately goes to his head. Oh my gosh. Just incredible. I, I, and spot, I will confess on this podcast. I did not know about spot until I read him in a children's book. Oh, Brian, you Brian, I, we've read the same children's book because yes. I didn't know about him either. Like the so, Spider-Man five minute stories. Yeah, five minute yeah. stories about Spider-Man. Yep. So yeah, this I, is 
Yeah. And it's a story about like he steals people's purses and yes, Gwen Stacy's hot like, dog. At the zoo. Like, yeah. yeah. Like something super, like, just very like basic. And and when I saw him in the preview, I was like, well, that's cool. Like, I know who Spot is because of children's books. And then yep. holy buckets, the animation they did to turn him into this nightmare demon ghost spirit was oh. frightening. They turned him into like the thin man. Like they turned him into horrific. Yes. They told him they turned him into something you see sketched at a psycho, like like an insane asylum in a horror movie in the 90s. Like he looks like he's straight from the ring. Like it was terrifying. And I will be honest, I took my six year old Liam. I Uh did not take my four year old to this because I knew he he could not handle into the Spider-Verse. So I was like, this is a no-go. We'll watch it on streaming. It's fine. Yep. But Liam was, he didn't move from his seat. I was expecting him to be like, that. this is, this is, what is this? I'm scared. I'm a child. But he just, he stared, he stared that black cloud down. And I was like, kid, I'm scared of this. Like, this is like that. I'm surprised that made it past the PG rating. If I'm being a little honest. It was a little, I mean, it was a, it was very creepy. I mean, and it's the, in a world where everything is smooth and colorful yeah. for him to be drawn almost by oh. pencil and unpredictably Ooh, is where it was catch. like unpredictably and unstable. It's, it's animation. Like he looks, he looks more like a sketch because he's like such a sketchbook. Yeah. At that point in time, he becomes such a part of oh, everything yeah. and he's more. And if you really want to get meta and I'm definitely reading into this, he's more theoretical as a character yes. at that point, because he's such a combination of all the different multiverses at that point, right? Which is why he can switch. He can't yeah. identify with one. So what's the common thread lines that you draw? Ooh. We're going to draw them as be predominantly lines. So like it's, it was, oh, that was, man. I don't want to give, I don't want to assume anything, but that had to have been a choice or Ooh. it's just a super fucking scary way to draw something. So uh, I think it's both. And yeah. and Maggie, I have to give credit to Maggie on this. She, we were talking about this cause I was trying to, I was trying to find a way out for miles uh, before yep. dinner tonight. I like, I was <laughs> going down the bullet list. Like I made, I wrote a list and I was like, okay, you can't be in another. And the more I worked on it, she was like, none of this works. Like miles, like the way that 2099 is saying it, if it's true, if we're working off the assumption, uh-huh. if it's true, he's, he's messed. It, it's yeah. not going to work out well old. for him. Yep. yep. And I was like, I don't see, I, like, I trust them to land this. I just don't see how it works. And she's like, well, you, you have you, stop yourself. You have a literal being who can go to any universe uh-huh. and he's just hanging out just fine. So what like, and she totally went English teacher on me, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Um, but I do think spot may be part of the solution and be a problem. Um, oh, I but I do feel like that could happen. Um, I'm still banking on 2099, not being a reliable narrator, but spot, I feel like is going to play some, he's going to play some part in how we get the spider verse. Okay. Essentially. Well, Brian, the other thing that I think that I keep coming back to of this moment of like, so in the exposition dump at the beginning yeah. spot explaining yeah. how they're connected is he said that was my spider from dimension yes. 42 that made it into your universe and right. you. right so you don't belong there 
And the thing that 2099 keeps saying this whole time is like, okay, when those canon moments don't happen, the universe falls apart. Now, Dimension 42 looks like a shit show, but I don't think it doesn't look like a big black hole that's fallen apart. No. And arguably, it doesn't have a Spider-Man, and it should. Yes. So by all intents and purposes, it should. So what happens when the when the canon events keep happening, but without the Spider-Man attached to them. And I'm curious. Okay. It's it's blowing my mind. And I keep coming back and being like, no, that can't be it. Like, I yeah, I I agree. And okay, I have to ask you this question. When did you realize after Miles made it back to the to the transporter thing? Yeah. And he got sent out into the universe. When did you realize he wasn't in his home universe? I realized it when I realized it. There was a photo in the background Ooh, when he nice. comes out of that room. There was a yeah. photo in the background that was just mom and Miles. Yes. And there were similar yes. photos in the apartment with them that had all three of them. That's when I noticed. And yep. then I was like, no, because I, I always trust i don't trust my brain when i watch stuff like that oh I sure that i'm wrong but yeah. then it was when uncle aaron says like oh you i don't know if it was uncle aaron or if it was his mom said oh you took your braids out like i was yep. like oh shit like he, oh no they don't just nobody just changes like that right. something is going on like if you yes. just saw this person and they had braids and they're enough that it is shocking that you don't it would be like right. if somebody said like doug when'd you grow a full head of hair like <laughs> it's just it's not something that's just gonna happen overnight yeah like, exactly. i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and decide that that's not what i want so uh um, yeah. yeah i was i, I was yeah. i was on a very similar timeline and it, it was definitely i feel like i found out when most people did when he's like mom i'm spider-man she's like who are you talking about and i was like oh no oh oh no this is yeah. awful for there's no spider-man here like, yeah <laughs> like and and somebody uh online pointed out like they knew something was wrong when he had the purple hoodie under his oh under his, sure. uh jacket and i was like i was so hopped up on miles telling his mom that i was like whatever it's purple i don't care uh but like details like that i think that that's also just like what makes a good movie they this sense of urgency I completely ignored all the visual indicators in this movie. When he's web uh-huh. swinging, it's a purple and green background. It's not his, uh-huh. it's not his city colors. He gets to his room. It's darker than usual. <laughs> like It's just yeah. all the, the, the puffer jacket, all of these clues, but you don't, you're not really oh, yeah. caring about it because you just want him to get home so bad. And yeah, that's a good movie. And well, anyway, and, what and a great you movie. Want, and you want him to get to this moment because remember, yes, to this point he's risked, everything right trying to get back to stop this terrible thing from happening so it it kind of plays with your emotion of like did he make it home is he gonna make it back in time to stop it yeah and then it gets to this moment of like oh no he's he's (laughs) not he's not where he needs to be to be able to stop it and so my guess is they're gonna play with something with that of like he's gonna Mm -hmm. there will be a way to do both but something there's always that's the thing is there's always a pound of flesh due with these like there's always like Whoa. there's always something due and that's where I kind of hope that like this movie sticks with this like no it can be a happy ending yes like, there can be a happy moment on the other side of this so I hope the movie sticks with that 
Well, and they even, it's not a hint. They nod. I don't know the right way to say this. They make a point to show that there are happy spider people. And like, that is, that is Peter B. Parker being with MJ happy with a kid, Uh no strings attached, no Festo, like no one day more, like none of that. It's just him being happy, reading a parenting book. Which I have read, by the way, the way I laughed in that movie theater probably startled some people, but how, like, how to talk to kids and how to get them to listen. I have read that book 100%. Yep, so, I'm sure, yep. Uh, that was that was a cool moment as a dad, but like yeah. having to see that, I, it, it's, it's just giving this vibe of like, yeah, you can be happy. Like spider people can yeah. be happy, which everybody deserves happiness you deserve to be happy whoever's listening to this wherever you are you deserve yeah. to be happy and yeah. and, and I, brian if you <laughs> and if anybody wants to read something truly terrible like if you, <laughs> you want to read something super sad like read 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 one day more it's not very long but oof it's it is depressing <sighs> like it is it's it's Oh, I could go. I could have a whole separate podcast about why that is such an incredible piece of comic book work because it is so good. I um, mean, it, yeah. it 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 answers the question of like, how sad do you think this story can get? And it <laughs> yep. answers it with flying colors. And you're like, hey. well, I don't know if I needed that now. Hey, so like Spider-Man, that's like the most <laughs> he's ever had to give up right like he, that's the most what like right like no way home like that's the right. worst and you're like right. well not exactly because <laughs> is oh because he never had to come face to face with essentially a physical embodiment of mm-hmm. his unborn child who's nope. the devil by the way like yeah. <laughs> and basically is like the reason like just you made all these choices and now you will never be able oh, to have and if you're asking your question like oh did spider-man wrong the devil is that right. why no <laughs> the devil's just mad because he's too happy and was like you know what i gotta i gotta do something about that like so. i remember reading that and i was like i don't really <laughs> like yes yeah. it oh that, um, Brian, that is the first I purchased that book for. Really? Pre- I purchased that book at Rainbow Comics and Collectibles. Wow! In Sioux Falls, it was the first purchase I made at that comic book store. Wow! And it was before a flight with my new job, and I remember oh, okay. reading it on the plane because it was really close to when No yeah. Way Home was supposed to come out. And I remember reading it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like I, mean... I was just. I mean, there no was... way home makes you feel cheery compared to one day more. Oh, uh, yeah, very cheery by comparison. And then so. and then you got brand new day, which great title, by the way. But then undid all of that. Comics. Oh, yes. Yep. 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 Um, hashtag comics. But yeah, yeah. Hashtag comics. Uh, but I, I oh, my gosh, I just Spider-Man can be happy that I think that was the main. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He can. Absolutely. Um, can. And I, jeez, oh, there's just so many good things to talk about in this movie, and I can ramble on and on. But oh yeah, um, man, I, is there something that that you feel like we we haven't got to that we got to touch on? Um, the only thing that I think that I think is worth noting, and it doesn't need to be a super long thing, but I did feel like there was this moment when 
a version of Rhino is being sent back to his universe. Yes. And there's this like, there's this connection between like all of these other spider people are like, yeah, this jackass has to go back to his universe. <laughs> yep. Yep. But Miles has this incredibly human moment where he's like, oh, that's like sad. He's, he has this like odd emotional, yeah. like where he feels out of place where he's like, yep. oh no, like that's, that's sad. Like that's, mm -hmm. That's sad that that's happening. And he almost has a little yes. bit of sense of pity for that version of Rhino that's getting sent back. And so yeah. I kind of thought that that was a really cool choice to make. And I felt like that yes. was a really great way to humanize Miles some more to say, mm -hmm. hey, like Miles is capable of feeling pity. And I yes. think that that's where Miles sort of realizes, like, it doesn't need to be this way. Like these things yeah. this can't be true like i i just i kind of appreciate yeah. that being the moment and seeing what happens to that version of rhino when he's sent back and kind of going like there's this like internal dialogue that you kind of pick up on and again like trusting your audience that i thought was really cool of like right. no that's just that doesn't this doesn't feel right like this doesn't yes, yes that's where they should go but this also just this something about this just isn't quite right and so i thought that that was a really cool moment so um, not a huge moment by any means, but I thought that that's something that sticks out to me for sure of this, like this really human moment that miles has where he feels this sense of pity in a yeah. room full of people are like villains deserve this. And I think that that frames it. I feel like that is a subtle point that frames how they treated miles in this uh -huh. movie, because yeah. I will compare it to empire strikes back. This movie also they create their own, the creators of this have compared it to Empire Strikes Back. And I think one of the important things here that one of the creative decisions that I really liked was how they didn't, the way they treated Miles was so human and mm -hmm. so well done in the arena of how mature he was and how confident he was. Yeah. You look at Empire Strikes Back and Luke's still kind of whiny, but he can like wave around a laser stick. But he's arguing uh, with Yoda. He's telling him he's telling off on Yoda. He's he's, uh -huh. he's just he's not listening. He gets his hand cut off because like he just he is this wild kind of element. Um, and he's, he's not sure if emotion. he can do it. He's all emotion. right. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I can defeat Vader. I don't I don't know. Contrast that with this movie where Miles is like, I'm Spider-Man. I know I'm Spider-Man. Stop talking to me like I'm not Spider-Man. Please, please shut up. Oh, now you're chasing me. I'm going to you you don't think I have a plan? I do. I'm going to lead you up the moon train and then just yeah. fly away cuz I'm going to do my own thing cuz I'm Spider-Man and that was never in doubt and it was phenomenal. And yeah. I I you look at so many other superhero films that have come out and like they all have this one episode or one movie where it's like I don't know if I need to be cheese man. Can you know, I like, do this? Yeah. Can I can really I keep do this? doing this? Uh, Iron Man three kind of does it a little oh, bit. Iron Man, Iron 3. Man two, I guess, really. But Iron Iron Man two hard. Yeah. Iron Man three a little bit more. Uh, episodes of She Hulk for sure yeah. do it where they're yeah. like I can't keep doing this. They play that a little bit differently. Um, yeah. Fuck most of infinity most for most of infinity war for thor being yeah can I keep, no or beginning of Endgame. Er, end can game. i keep doing this yeah um yeah uh, and, thor love and thunder can i keep doing this like, and i'm there not is, saying like i'm not saying those stories are bad no. but 
they get they're too they're it's getting to a point where it's a trope and it's like a check check off the box and like yeah. is that how you want your character to evolve and unfold and this this totally sidestepped and it's like no we know exactly who miles is we know exactly what he's gonna do and i think that's rad and i think that's good storytelling and i feel like other superhero movies can learn from that we don't need to have this pity party for an entire two and a half hours to be like oh yeah i am the person i need to be um the only other movie i can think of that sidestepped this big shocker because i'm a cap fan but was winter soldier like that oh, movie yeah. kind of went the other way of like, no, I know exactly who I am and this stuff's messed up. And that's the plot of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. And even, and it even did that even more so in civil war did that a lot too of like, right. Even that moment of doubt for him, he goes right back to like, a, no, hold on. No, this still yeah. isn't right. Like, and so right. I, Brian, I think that that's, you're actually doing something that we typically don't see with superheroes. Superheroes. We think that they need to be, they need to have like, psychological weaknesses to overcome their like physical enablements or what have you and so we say like oh what if they don't believe in themselves what if it's a crisis (laughs) exactly what if it's a crisis of confidence and what i like about this is it's like no there's no crisis of confidence here right if he's undone it's going to be he's undone because he was so confident that this plan would work that it took him somewhere he didn't realize he what he was gonna go and so it's a a he is going to be a victim of his own hubris in some way, shape, or sh- form. That right. I think is a nice change of pace, like a I mean, very it, nice change of pace. And I wouldn't be surprised if if the third movie is just acceptance of things you can or cannot change, which is oh, fine yeah. to me. Oh, and, I love that. But, right. Yeah. And but I just it was an inspired, I think, writing choice, and I think it paid off. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can. And the reason I think it worked is because then you bookend it with Gwen Stacy. And I think this is like, well, this oh, worked yeah. out really well. Um, like as we're kind of coming to the end of our, our review, spoiler review here is like, yeah, Gwen, Gwen understands what she did wrong. And we yep. understand what she did wrong. And she confronts that with her father. And she, she boils down what it means to be, like a lot of the Spider-Man ethos, right? Of like, I just want to help people. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I really want to do. Yeah. And Haley Steinfeld, I haven't mentioned her name yet, but she rock star, rock star voice acting. Again. Again. Like she, I she's shooting star. And she she delivers this moment with such pathos and ethos. It just I, I I teared up during the scene yeah. of her talking to her dad of like you put on like that's what you do to help people this is this is what I do and that's all I want to do it's this simple thing but it gets so complicated from everything that's happened in the movie right and right and then you know her, her dad says I'm not a cop anymore which Spider-Man is, is sending the message that helping people don't be a cop if you want to help people don't <laughs> be a cop um and having Gwen understand what she needs to do to fix it and i and i'm glad that's how the movie ended on that no yeah i i think i think that's an incredible point i think i I think that was an incredible moment i think the other thing that i hope that they play with is like they talk about again they keep going back to these canon moments these canon moments moments that inspire you to rise to the occasion and become more of a spider-man and what i find so fascinating is that moment wouldn't have been created for gwen unless miles was in a different place oh man okay and so 
if that's a canon moment for her and that strong thing is there, right? Because she becomes more entrenched in her convictions. She realizes that you can't save everybody, but you can, you can't save anybody, but you have to try, right? That's the moment. That's a hundred percent. Those are the points of being a Spider-Man that I'm boiling down to an essence. Yeah. That moment literally would not have happened for her if Miles hadn't made the choices that he had made. So is he thereby creating a canon moment oh, for her? Oh man. It's there's a whole chicken and egg thing of like, if he doesn't go to the wrong dimension, does it not then create this moment for Gwen? Would she have had it either way? That is stellar. That's that what is I don't stellar. I'm going to leave it there because I think that's, yeah. I don't want to unpack it. Cause we're not going to know until we get to the third one. No, so but that is, no, <sighs> That that could be such a great thing to talk about, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? Like, or just investigate when we're talking about canon and these are the things that have to happen. And like, no, you can have new canon that's beautiful and new and raw and maybe well, not perfect, you know? Well, what if it's not how the lesson is delivered so long as you get right. it? Right? Like, right. that's the canon moment isn't the event itself. It's the mm-hmm. meaning from an event. And so mm-hmm. whatever that event is doesn't matter so long as you take the meaning away from it is what matters. And so that's what I'm kind of curious to see. if yeah. Is that the door open to fixing the the canon oh, thing that man. tied in with Miles? So yeah. it could be. Who knows? But you should no, see this movie. That's a great point. That is a great point to end the end this on. If you tuned in for the spoilers, obviously you probably saw. I'm gonna see it again. So I probably go, go see it again. I will, <laughs> I will be definitely seeing it. It's very good. It's very good. So stellar. Uh yeah, Brian. Anything else that you'd like to say about the movie, or anything you'd like to plug this week? Uh, I mean the animation. I, I'm not an I'm not an animator, but I, I the things not. that they're doing in this movie. I don't know why other people can't keep doing like can't why they can't do it. Like I just just do this. Like this was Sony beautiful. Animation is a different level. Mitchell's in the machines. Spider Man. I, I mean Pixar's Pixar man, but Sony Animation that they're they're coming just for not, you. They're not even comparable. Like nope. I, yep. I hope this. I hope this starts an arms race for animation. Yep. Please. Oh, uh, I would love that. Yeah, like that. That's that's all I'm saying. I mean, that's how we got. Remember, that's how we got like Shrek and Despicable Me. Is that like <laughs> yeah. DreamWorks was like, not today, Pixar. <laughs> and then Pixar was like, please. And that's basically right. how it went down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Like, watch. Yeah, make good animation. Go see this. Yeah. Yep. And do this. Um, all right. Yeah. Pl- what am I going to plug? I'm plugging thelovenerds.com. I mentioned Maggie. Maggie runs this website. It's a lifestyle blog. And she is the one that I get inspiration from, that I get ideas from, that I bring to this podcast. So go support her. If you like those ideas that I mentioned, go to thelovenerds.com, show some love. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to plug Marcus's. Uh, remember what you got to yes. do. Follow the mantra. Mantra, never offended, always humble. Uh, new music is on the way. There's some new merch in the store. You can get that by going to at underscore underscore the mantra, or you can go follow Marcus on all of his show, uh, socials mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I believe it's Marcus J. Destin, wherever you find him uh, socially. Yep. Uh, and he's got a link to the spread shop to go and check out the new merch. So that launched. So check that out. And then, like I said, there's new merch on the way. Uh, there's new music on the way. Merch is here. 
music is on the way. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, and then this podcast for me, pivoting into what I'm plugging is this podcast. Yeah. Remember to share us with a friend. Uh, and so that's the best way to kind of give the love to everybody um, is to let us know if you enjoyed our discussion about Ted Lasso and about uh, Spider-Man, share us with a friend. Um, and if you're feeling inclined, go over to patreon.com slash films in black and white to sign up and become a part of the Patty family. And then just because Marcus isn't here, MILFs, let's just make sure everybody's still on board with MILFs. I want to make sure it's been a while since we've plugged MILFs on the podcast. I want to make sure that we plug MILFs on the podcast. Specifically for Marcus. Uh, we got to make sure <laughs> we love you, man. We, uh, yeah. we, we missed you. We missed we're you, thinking man. about MILFs because we're thinking about you. That's the way yeah. this works. So uh, if you like MILFs, that's the way that you can show <laughs> that, that you honor, like Marcus. Honor okay? Marcus. Let's all take a moment to honor Marcus by thinking about MILFs, shall we? Um, and that's what we got. Uh, Brian, we have a three-step process to success. Sir, what is our first step? LOL. I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to take the first two uh and I can okay I can let you, I'll do the third end it here yeah uh oh my gosh incredible incredible moment here hey folks read a book uh are you somebody that you know you you like starting and finishing things you just I finished it it's done I I have completed this project well boy do I have something for you it's called a book and there is a definite beginning and a definite end uh, I just finished a book that was very uh it was a challenge for me it's called how how to do you know how to do nothing it was not exactly everything i thought it was going to be but it was still a good book it challenged me and i finished it i can say i finished that today i i started something and i ended it today and that feels good so read a book if you want to finish something absolutely step two you you need to drink some water we know we have a lot of listeners in hot weather climates Your body is basically, I mean, essentially just like a giant plant and and it's like a giant bag of water. So Uh keep yourself happy. You're just this complicated plant with a bag of water with a lot of feelings. And the way to keep yourself feeling good, drink some water. Uh, It's really easy. You can get it from the tap. If you can't get it from the tap, just, just get some, you know, whatever, whatever your preferred brand is, your Dasani or your Aquafina, whatever it is, just drink some water absolutely and y'all right now it's 80 degrees and it's 9 30 at night and Gross. so if that isn't a sign that you should be washing your ass i don't know what you need <laughs> like it brian and i have talked about it earlier it's you go outside and within about five minutes of movement you're yeah. sweating that yeah. sweat drip all over so just get in the shower give yourself a clean the clean off it's two shower season it's you wake up you shower yes. you go to bed and you shower or you kind of time it out in the day so you stay fresh. Do what you got to do, but clean the sweat off your body. You don't need to yeah. be smelling, as Marcus would say. We don't need that musty-ass smell following you around everywhere. So no. just wash your body, wash your legs, um, and uh, the world will thank you for that. Yes, for sure. please, please yes. keep yourself, keep those, keep that hygiene. Keep it happening keep in the summer, happening. please. Yeah, it's just because there's fresh air rolling in outside doesn't mean we don't still <laughs> smell you. So there's that. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode. So in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe. Stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. There's no like quippy end to this.